Yeah, not just oh shit. Oh, you record? All right. Yeah, yeah, I hit it already. All right, it's up. It's up. Good afternoon. Oh, excuse me. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. I'm still all over the place. Hold on, let me start that over. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You podcast coming to you another week, another filled week of a lot of shit that just happened since we last recorded. I think that was last Wednesday we recorded. So a lot of a lot of stuff has happened. Let's just go around the room. Yo, you've been doing this it. podcast every week, yo, and you ain't did shit. You ain't never did shit in this podcast, yo. <laughs> nah, I just want to start cutting niggas off like that. <laughs> yo. Um, yeah, so let's just jump in. Let's go around the room real quick so we can get right into it and kind of get through as much as we can. Joe, what's good? Uh, everything good, man. Everything good. All right. B, what's happening? Same thing, man. You know, I got no complaints. Fucking work. Been trying to drive me up a wall, but that's it. All right. All right. So let's jump right into it. Like I said, we had a lot, a lot of shit that happened over the past week, especially we'll start with what happened yesterday, last night. Which is why we were recording on a Thursday because we definitely wanted to uh, be able to have some thoughts on what happened fresh yesterday. The debate uh, mo- moderated by Chris Wallace, the first presidential debate between Joe Biden and uh, President Trump. Biggie I don't know. Was running that shit? <laughs> <laughs> nah, big, big, big would have came in waving a four four, <laughs> get niggas in order immediately. Not the way Chris Wallace was having it done. I mean. We can start anywhere. I don't Only know Christopher Wallace I respect it. It's Biggie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you want to start at. You want to start with Chris and how he couldn't. I don't even know if he could or how he was being as respectful as he could. Man. Trying to control. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man. Jump right up. I just, I just want to say this. Look, when that shit was on Tuesday and shit. Anyway, that shit on Tuesday night. And that was like the biggest waste of time. Um, I'm not going to watch no more debates. Um, I'll probably watch Kamala and... Uh, and, and do what the fuck do like pets and shit. But uh, that was the worst shit I ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's like Donald Trump is trash, and it's like that moderator let that nigga be like trash. Like I'm like that nigga was a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you had one job. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. tell this nigga to shut the fuck yeah. up. I know you're the president, but you gotta put that motherfucking check, yo. That nigga like this nigga let Donald Trump disrespect every rule that the fucking motherfuckers had. He was over talking this nigga. Biden looked like a sad-ass fucking child and shit, uh, just looking for help, like, what the fuck, until he got pissed off. He was like, yo, dude, just shut up. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a waste of time for me. You know what I'm saying? I got nothing out of it, just a feeling that, like, Donald Trump is fucking trash. I already had that feeling. And it makes me upset that I actually, uh, in the past how many years this nigga been president, have realized I actually kind of care who the fuck the president is, and that makes as a black man in America and shit, but that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I, I mostly agree with everything Joe said. I mean, first off, it was a waste of time. It was not a, a regular type of debate. Donald Trump mm-hmm. clearly he wanted to show that he didn't respect the process. He didn't think that anybody should be questioning him, his authority, or anything that he said. Um, he still must see TV. I mean, it's still funny, but mm-hmm. uh, Joe's right. I'm not gonna watch any more of that shit. I mean, that, it was stupid. You know what I mean? Um, I, as far as Chris Wallace is concerned, like, I thought at first I was was like, you know, he's doing the best he can. Like, and then I kind of said that to somebody 
uh, well, actually a couple people. And they was like, uh, hell no. Like, he could cut off the mics. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, at first, I was stalling him out. I really wasn't, you know, as hard body as, as um, Joe was. But, you know, Joe's right. Like, I even even then, my first instincts about that was like, it's just Trump. Like, he's the bad kid. I, I, my first thing was, like, Trump's the bad kid in school. Teacher can't really do anything with him. But, yeah, like, Joe's right. And, you know, numerous other people were right. And, I, I, you know, I, my first instinct was wrong on that. Now, I do have a different instinct on Joe Biden, though. Um, I did not think first of all i didn't think joe biden looked sad i think i think all those lines were planned you know what i mean even the setup man and the um and the this is the worst president ever and all those lines i think those are those all all those lines were planned that's why they're memorable like i know that they've never been they haven't really been used in a debate before but he knew what was coming you know what i mean and he knew he probably didn't know mm-hmm. that it was going to come to this extent you know what i mean so if it, 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 sometimes it, it felt like in the middle of when dude was just ripping but um, those those were all planned lines of, of Joe Biden. I think some of the most impactful parts for me was when Trump was talking about dudes, dudes' sons. Like Trump, like like Joe Biden's talking about his son who had passed, and then Joe Biden was like, "I don't know about." I mean, and then Donald Trump was like, um, "I don't know about that guy, but but your other son is a cokehead that uh, that steals money and all the rest of this shit." Like, you know what I mean? And I I felt kind of weird about that you know what i mean but again my instincts were wrong about a lot of this shit and, and people kind of set me straight like in the middle of it or afterwards because when when he first said that shit i was like yo I, I wanted more passion from joe you know what i mean on that but i get it like it's hard to switch from you know you're trying to be presidential and be in this mode and then you know everything is memorized and scripted and then you got to go to to that that passion and anger like you know what i mean it, it i understood that part, but what what a lot of women told me, you know what I mean? And these, I'm talking about suburban moms and shit. What they told me was, um, Trump just looked like a bully at that point. Like they really, he really lost them, man. You know? And yeah. it wasn't like my major take out of that, you know what I mean? Because I just wanted, like, I I want to fight, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they, they said he looked like a bully. And, 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 uh, and I think that's probably how it played, because that's how it played with most women that I spoke with. Actually, every woman I spoke to, except for the one woman that was supporting Trump. Fuck her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask a I question? Because I, I, I saw something, my bad, Joe. I saw something from a different perspective from the Trump side. Like, I thought his interruptions, not necessarily was trying to... I mean, well, yeah, he was looking like a bully, but I think it was intentional, because... No, it was. Every time Joe Biden was able to get like in his two minutes, get in the groove, he would interrupt them, knowing that he would start to stumble. And, yeah. you know, these debates are about appearances no, all that the was... time on top of everything. So I just looked at it like I thought and this is just well, me looking at the I mean, debate. And I thought that it was just like I said, oh, he's doing a, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He's interrupting him nah, on purpose but, for him to come no, up. No, that's just my perspective. Well, that's that's my perspective. Shit, no, that's that. the shit. But no, no, that, that's the shit. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing what he was going to do. But was supposed to get shut yeah. down from doing because that was honestly the rule. Like they literally like, yo, you gonna get exactly. the band out for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, I topics. agree. All you gotta yeah. do is shut the fuck up yeah. and let the other nigga right. get his two minutes. <laughs> then y'all niggas got a whole like eleven minutes left to go back and forth and be bitching, bitch right. that whatever. This nigga went let this nigga fucking as soon as Joe Biden start his fucking two minutes of shit. I swear this nigga don't get in like nine minutes before Trump like, huh? What? He oh, didn't. Yeah, well, he rude. didn't want to hear him talk. But Joe, I Damn. wanted to hear your first your take on on that original thing before before Alex jumped in. You were about to say something. 
Oh, about the bullies? No, I just yeah, about, about, the, about, the, the, about the dead sons and shit. Like, I wonder oh, about the sad shit. Yeah, honestly, like, fucking, I feel like Biden was, you know, like, I mean, that's why I said Biden looked sad and shit. I know you said, like, certain shit was, like, playing. I know he had certain points it's going to hit and it's going to be that, this, that, whatever and shit. But when he said shut, when he said shut up, dude, like, why don't you just shut up? Something like that. When he said the shut up shit, that shit literally seemed like he said that shit about fucking, like, 20, 30, 20 minutes that he wanted to say this shit. And, like, it's like, it's like, it seemed like he just got to the point. It's like, damn, dude, just shut up. Let me get my little two minutes and shit. Before you start doing this bullshit or whatever, like I felt like, but it felt like the collective setup that we all wanted to say that was for Black Lives Matter and everything. Like everybody, yeah, like that was food. That was red meat, yo. But it was also like this nigga, like Joe Biden, on my fucking talk before, like yo, I took him out behind the fucking, I don't know, a shed or the fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did say that. And and I mentioned that, and that would also like the sons and shit, like. This nigga, like, I think, like, just the disrespect, like, Trump gave this nigga more disrespect than I, I've ever seen, like, a grown-ass motherfucker with that, like, with any kind of level of, like, fucking, like, stature, like, tape. He was calling this nigga all kinds of stupid. And, I mean, nigga, you Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. you went to fucking, like, Wharton or whatever the fuck else you went to. But, nigga, you got in this shit because your family was rich and shit. That you, like... You went like a kid, like you know what I'm saying. He called this nigga, yo, this nigga, yeah. yo. If you were the president, you could never do this. Or wait, wait yeah. you said I said something oh. stupid. Don't you ever call me. He stupid. landed that line, Joe. Yeah. He landed that line. He landed that shit. Yeah, I, I I Trump, Trump landed, landed that. Yeah, I mean he landed that shit. But yo, honestly, like I saw you said something about Biden should just, uh, I think on Facebook or something like that, like you said Biden should just say fuck the rest of the debates and just like. Oh, do whatever shit. Yeah, I did say and and I think he should too because it's like, like I swear this nigga like when he said when he said when you let shut when you let shut up like come out of his mouth and shit, I swear that was like mm-hmm. after he wanted to punch this nigga face in a million times already, like because the disrespect. I wanted to punch this nigga face. I'm sitting there watching yeah. this with my cousin, his wife, and uh, and uh, their daughter, my my goddaughter. So I'm sitting there watching this right, and I'm looking like yo, punch shoot this nigga in the face. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I, I, I wish I had, like, a terminal disease right now and shit, and, like, fucking, you know, I had, like, how many, like, fucking, like, weeks to live, because I was find this nigga, shoot this nigga in the face, and I'm talking about the president, you should be talking about the president like that, you know what I'm saying, then, it, it, that, I mean, that's the shit, man, I, I don't want to watch no more of these debates, because the shit just make me angry about some shit I really, really don't think I give a fuck about, but it's like, I don't know, man, I mean, it's, you give a fuck about it for all the reasons we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but it's one of the things, man, it, it makes me upset that, like, I mean, life changes, you know what I'm saying? And certain things you count on to be there and be the way they're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? That shit changes and shit. And, you know, niggas had it in personal life, like a business life, shit like that, with all kinds of shit. But it's like, this thing about the government, like, niggas talk all the shit about, like, George Bush and shit being the dumbest motherfucker and shit. And motherfuckers ain't like playing talk about him being like the fucking most piece of shit womanizing motherfucker. People ain't like Obama was sniggering this, that, whatever shit. But it's like, I don't think there's ever been a president that I couldn't respect as like a man and shit, or that I didn't think would give like motherfuckers, at least in public, like they fucking respect. You know what I'm saying? But this motherfucker, <laughs> Donald Trump, the nigga had cameo and fucking Home Alone too. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga had, like, cameo on, like, the Fresh Prince and shit. This nigga with his fucking raggedy-ass casinos and shit. This nigga from yeah. The Apprentice. This nigga gets to stand up, sit on fucking national TV and just be, like, disrespectful and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, like, a motherfucking... It's like, it's like, it's like, yo, even, like, kids in the fucking hood on, like, debate team and shit, it's like, you respect the debate rules. Niggas can be like gangbangers yeah. and shit. That's why I seen like movies and shit. That nigga was gangbang, but they joined the debate team and they say they lie. I don't know. They don't make it shit up. They yeah. write the script. They was gang scripts. But it's like, yo, even the most motherfuckers that don't seem to respect shit can at least respect this type of little platform. All you had to do was be up there and be decent for like 90 minutes. But the ill shit is, you got dumb motherfuckers that fucking, that want to ride with Trump, that like that shit, you know what I'm saying? And I got to say, if it was my dude, Why? you know what I'm saying? Pause. I mean, but like if it, was, if it was Flip, I don't know, would I like it? Like, if Biden was, like, shutting this nigga down and this nigga I'm voting for, would I like it? If it was the know. Knicks or some shit, nigga, not for the president. Exactly. If Barack That's Obama it, acted like that, we, niggas would look be at mad. This nigga like he was, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean... I mean, that's the whole shit. It's, it's funny. These niggas had a debate, and they touched on, I think, six major topics or whatever the fuck it was. And all I'm taking from it was that Donald Trump was disrespectful as shit. And, uh, and that shit probably worked with the motherfuckers really fuck with him, but it turned off the motherfuckers sitting in the middle. And God bless the motherfuckers. I hope it turned off enough that the motherfuckers would go out and vote and shit. That's all I got to say. But I don't know, man. Yeah, and I think Joe Biden That's showed a whole bunch of restraint and shit because yeah, I believe I that's Ant. It couldn't be me. It couldn't be me, yo. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, yo. I like, and I, man, I worked customer service before for like about a year, yo, on the phone. The dumb motherfuckers claim about their cable service and shit. Cursing me out because they ain't understand their bill and shit. Calling me stupid. I'm sitting there with a whole engineering degree and shit. Breaking down their bill like a fucking like math tutor and shit. Man, it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. Man, shit, man. Disrespect. Nah, man. That shit. It couldn't be. If that was my fucking job, nigga. I, I better have had fucking like, fucking like six kids and a sick ass wife and shit and needed that job with the mother. Man, listen. I, I was shocked Joe Biden ain't fucking just reach over there and smack that nigga, yo. Well, God, like. I really thought that like that was going to kind of be the end result like like he doesn't go up topping them like the, I really felt that she just ran a fade and got it over with because I mean I'm I'm not expecting Donald Trump to not act like Donald Trump so what you got there at the debate was basically peak Trump he's Bunch of words saying nothing, telling untruths and lies, constantly trying to spin a story and the thing that he's done, even if he's never done it, pulling out his little racist dog Wilson and blowing it nice and loud for everybody, and just pretty much saying and doing the most outlandish of things. I mean, Joe Biden basically won the debate by kind of just keeping as civil as possible. He had some little glitches here and there, like I said, told him to shut up and called him a clown, but He's saying wow. things that, you know, when you're watching it, it's pretty much how you felt. I, like, I know that's, that's what he's putting across, but he was almost speaking, like, for everybody watching it live on TV. Like, you listen to this guy just ramble on and on and on. Like, all right, man, just just shut up. And and him being a clown, I mean, everybody calls him that. That's not anything that's surprising. And, I mean, the, the one thing that I probably would have asked him to, like, cut the camera off is, like, when you start talking bad about, you know, his his sons and everything else like that, and 
He's trying to put these conspiracies on about accepting money from Ukraine and so on and so forth. But it's it's like the thing that I kind of worried about Joe is that he let a lot of things slip. Like, and they were like, it was a bunch of very obvious, easy layups. Like he could talk about, you know, the 3.2 million that Joe Biden's son took from Ukraine. Oh, yeah, the counter back was like, what about the millions you took from foreign governments and the ones you might be in debt to and that you might be basically destroying our democracy to pay off your debts, which are going to be coming up soon. Just little things like that were just like kind of obvious things that you couldn't just pick away at them and everything else, just to annoy them. And because he's one of those blustery people that no matter what you do, it just is not going to shake him, but you just got to just try to make him look like a bad guy just to make him get out of pocket a little bit. Like I said, you talk about somebody family. Let's get your ass whipped. But I do real feel. Shit, Go ahead. Well, I'm about to say real shit, yo. I think these lines is drawn in the sand, yo. And this a ill ass, this a ill ass fucking election shit. Cause I think go either way because it's like, all right. I think more motherfuckers don't want this nigga to be president than want to be president. But I with all this fucking with with a uh, huh? I wouldn't say that. I, well, I, I really think that more people want don't I want Trump as president than do. People got to vote. But the, here's, the, here's the ill shit. Motherfuckers got to vote. And as much as Trump is bitching about how fucking the, the election election going to be rigged, more than likely it will be rigged by the motherfucker yelling about how the shit's going to be rigged the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas already fucking with yeah. the post office and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's some ill shit. Which... And, which, oh, okay. No, what I was going to say, which really brings up one of the major points that he, he brought up last night. Everybody's been kind of focusing on it, the news and everybody, like when he was like, stand by, um, Proud Boys and all the rest of that shit. Like, uh-huh. and, and him, him not denouncing white supremacy, he did like kind of the same thing just yesterday uh, morning. Um, so, but that's not even the biggest point. The biggest point is what Joe was, was saying. He's been saying the election's rigged. Then earlier in that debate, he said he wants his people to show up at the polls and watch people vote. Exactly. And then he says, stand by Proud Boys. Who do you think he's talking about? This motherfucker you know what I mean? Trump want them motherfucking niggas that support him, them fucking crazy ass motherfuckers and states like the one White supremacists say it. Yo, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, you want the white supremacists who more than like living in states where they got their gun licenses and shit like that. They want these motherfuckers at the polls and shit, intimidating the fuck out of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just being around, and it's like, yo, know, it's, it's it's like, um, motherfuckers like president, like you said, like it wasn't even about the. I mean, yes, that's a big thing. It's like he couldn't even say, oh no, fuck white supremacy and shit. Everybody yeah. was a man. He couldn't even say that shit because he's like, yo. If I say that, I might generally, like I said, that's about 25% of my base, nigga. Like, <laughs> whatever the fuck, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever percent of his base is really motherfucker that really just hate niggas, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, he, main, <laughs> he mainstreamed um, mm-hmm. this racism that, that exists now. It's mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. I get it. But now we have a new generation that's going to have to die out yeah. because. It's strong. And I've been that's what I've been telling people. I said, listen, those four years of Trump, you can say what you want, but we're gonna have to have a whole generation that's gonna have to die out. Because mm-hmm. this shit, we hit a reset button on a lot of shit. Yeah. Nah, we really set motherfuckers back. 
Fucking Trump. You, niggas want to say voting didn't matter. Oh, they both the same. Yeah, would it be like this under, under Hillary Clinton? Niggas need to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. I'm tired of niggas saying all types of stupid shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking important, B. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This shit is important. We going through this shit because of them. Because niggas didn't want to vote. But niggas didn't want to take it serious. Such a dangerous That's a judicial system and shit fucked up. Uh, fucked up. Like, all you motherfuckers be putting in place. And you got this nigga. And like you said, it's like, this is something like, you got a motherfucker that's this like foul and this like inept and this like disrespectful and this like fucking like shitty at the fucking head of the government, yo. It just seeps into so much shit. Like you said, like, it's really a reset, but he really let motherfuckers, he really has, like, empowered motherfucking to fucking have that fucking old-timey, like, racism not be deep, 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 deep under the surface. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's just, oh, shit. I just want this nigga to die, yo. I'm not gonna kill a president, but I'm not gonna kill a president because that shit would be crazy. Because I would, because you know, mm-hmm. what you saying? Yeah. Quite simply, you have to vote. I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious about it. I, I am discouraged by hearing people saying things like, "What I'm going to do with my vote because of my right to do so is not to vote," and. We're not going to get into the historical context of, you know, people literally losing their lives for the right for you to do so. It's the fact that literally every vote that doesn't go in, in, in Biden's direction is probably going to go towards Donald Trump. And then once it's done, people be pissed off, like, how did he get elected again? Because you motherfuckers just chose to hold on to your vote because you're trying to play this game of the lesser of two evils or so on and so forth. Here's the issue with that. It's not the lesser of two evils. It's one very clear, absolute evil. And one, maybe, possibly, who done and said some wrong things in the past and tried to atone for it, so on and so forth, and try to become a better human being in regards to it. The other one shows is just callous. He doesn't care about life. He doesn't care about your, your, your liberties, your careers, anything. Nothing. Nothing about... The general American public matters to this man. But what you're saying to me is that I'd rather not vote than vote on this at all when there's a clear and necessary evil that needs to be removed from office. I don't understand the logic of people. I think that's weak-minded thinking. I think people are trying to be woke and think they're trying to be different, not understanding the gravity of what you're doing. He's already doing whatever he's doing in the Supreme Court. If you allow him four more years, Knowing that after those four years, he can't go back into office, he's going to rain all kinds of hell on you because you cannot stop it unless he somehow gets impeached. But you tried that shit already. That didn't work either. So I'm literally just imploring people. Just go out and vote for your best interests. I understand that they might not be the greatest of choices, but this is a choice that you have to make. It's for the sake of your country, it's for the sake of your children, for women's reproductive rights, everything. Just get the fuck and, out. Um, well, I feel you, man. As far as that voting shit go, I say motherfuckers should all go out and vote. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But I mean, most importantly and shit, yo, go out and vote if you in one of them fucking swing states 
or if you got any kind of, I mean, voting for the press. I mean, voting for like, I, I go out and vote. You know what I'm saying? I think my my registration transferred over to Alabama. I'm a vote. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it ain't gonna matter if I vote for Joe Biden. I mean, I was fucking damn. You know what I'm saying? It's Trump got this. But I'm gonna vote for the nigga Doug Jones and shit. Cause you know, fuck it. He probably gonna lose his Senate seat. But you know, maybe not. I vote for a nigga Doug Jones before I had left and shit. But yeah, like I said, you know, yeah. vote for all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't want them fucking swing states and you want them nutty ass niggas. Let me listen to that Charlemagne the guy shit and that fucking Diddy shit. Like, yo, we gotta make sure niggas, or we gotta play, we gotta make sure niggas, like, they got a gender. So, hey, shut the fuck up, nigga. Shut the fuck up with that whole now we gotta make sure motherfuckers got agendas after you had the worst motherfucker ever and it's president. And you know what? It's like, this nigga the worst motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And I can't picture another motherfucker worse than this motherfucker ever getting elected and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really can't. I really fucking voting up. matters, yo. Yeah, listen, listen. Matter. Joe brought it up the last pod. Three fucking Supreme Court justices. I mean, that's just in four years. Plus, mm-hmm. look at all the shit in the streets, man. You know what I mean? Niggas is literally dying. They had some white boy leave his state with a gun, automatic weapon, to shoot at niggas. You know what I mean? Like, little shit like this is going on. It's not regular. It's not okay. You gotta vote. <clears throat> Word. And if you are one of those that are doing the absentee vote or anything like that, make sure your name is correct. Cause I, I'm not sure. I know we were talking about it before, but make sure all your information is correct on that absentee vote that yeah, you're gonna be handing. I got my, my middle it. name wrong. I wasn't gonna say it. I was Sorry, just mentioning it. And, and, yeah, yeah, I was just mentioning uh, it in passing. Make make sure. No, I want to tell everybody. Yeah, I didn't know if you want to, but go ahead. ahead. Example. No, I do. I'm an actual example because I just got mine. Well, it's been there for like since yesterday, and I I never really looked at it. I was speeding, but I got mine. They have my middle name spelled wrong, and it's in a fucked up way. So it's like, you do this. You know what I mean? Whatever. Fix it. Yeah. Um. Just to wrap up the. The debates, well, really, just you know, anything from a political standpoint. I did see that Trump did release, or whatever. I don't know if he released it or whatever. I just happened to see it today that he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes for sixteen and seventeen. So this is the guy that you have in the office, and meanwhile, Joe Biden paid three point five million in taxes. So that whole that list. Is, I just, yeah. I just remember. Yeah. So that's something yeah, I forgot to mention. All right. So that. That's very important. That that's the New York Times article. Then okay. they did an oh, yeah. amazing job on um mm-hmm. on researching what the what Trump paid. You know what I mean in taxes. And what they found from it is is that Trump is literally was the worst businessman in America for the last eleven years at least because <laughs> he was creating negative revenue. And the only revenue that he ever created was from the show Apprentice. Like. The idea of Trump as a businessman, it, it, it just wasn't it wasn't true. The only money that it, they ever did was like lights, camera, action when they created when the idea of Trump man. as a businessman. And that was all scripted. Yeah. I mean, even the decisions that he made in um in The Apprentice, those were all pre-decided as well. And they just gave him some lines. And Trump, being must-see TV, was really good and great at executing those lines. I mean, you saw it 
the other night when he was debating Joe Biden. I mean, you could say what you want, but when he did drop some of them lines, he's like, you've done nothing, Joe. Stupid. You called me mm -hmm. stupid. Like, that shit sounded so fucking hard. I wish I could do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he was just good at dropping those lines. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, 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 I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure um, we mentioned that since that did. It's been a thing for the last couple of years that he hasn't released them. But, you know, the, the New York Times, I didn't, I didn't realize where I got it from, but thanks be for the, um, where it came from. So if anybody wants to go research that and really uh, read the article and how they got everything put together and stuff like that. Like I, like, I think one of the things was that he had paid more to foreign countries than he did to his own country. I think that was another point. As well as the person that's always talking about making America great, he's not even paying his taxes. Um, wanted to go to Breonna Taylor. I always want to make sure that we say her name and, you know, keep everybody abreast of what's been happening. Um, I, the uh, ballistics report doesn't support the Kentucky uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron. That's the uh, black gentleman that who was getting married while all this craziness was going on. Uh, doesn't claim that the Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot. The Louisville cop, the ballistics don't match. So I'm just going to read the story real quick. A Kentucky State Police ballistics report does not support the Attorney General, uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron's claim that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, shot one of the police officers who bars in their home the night of Breonna was killed. It's important because Walker's shot is being used to justify not charging the three officers who killed Breonna with her death. Daniel Cameron said last week, uh, the investigation of Brianna's death ruled out friendly fire from Officer Brent Hankinson as the source of the shot that went through Sergeant John Maddenling Stye, prompting him and Officer Miles Cosgrove to return fire and ultimately uh, kill Brianna Taylor. So there's just a lot that's being uncovered in this case. I'm, excuse me, in this case, and I don't know how long. I'm happy that people are keeping Brianna's name out there. I'm happy the pressure's being kept on. I know there was a lot of protesting and there were some things that happened. Uh, uh, where she is, uh, damn, I can't, I forgot where she's at exactly. There was some tips with the, uh, the, um, excuse me, the people and the cops. Kentucky. I believe two, yeah, Kentucky. Thank you. And I believe two police officers ended get, ended up getting shot. It's gonna get like that. And this is again relates back to the president because of what he's inciting. You know what I'm saying? By not standing up and being being a real man and just saying, hey, or. Uh, mm -hmm. making, opening up to a federal investigation and things like that. And you also have Daniel Cameron saying that he initially, I believe he initially said that he was um, trying to recommend a grand jury indict the officers, but it came out that he actually wasn't. So, I mean, it's just all, I mean, it's yeah. Kentucky, it's the Deep South, it's all nasty shit, it's all crazy shit. Keep her name alive. I don't know if anybody, go ahead, Joe, you about to say something? I mean, I'm trying hard to still care, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but about, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to really care about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, um, they did what they did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, I mean, the shit, I mean, the shit found, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry that that young lady's gone. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad her family got bread. You know what I'm saying? I know that don't, like, replace anything. And um, we see what the motherfuckers did as far as, like, trying motherfuckers. I mean, is there, like, niggas going to march and get these niggas, like, charges change. I mean, the feds gonna come in. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I'm really, no, I'm really off the shit. I mean, no. the shit I really want to see, but yeah. I mean, if you know, fucking, I mean, if keeping like her name out there, you know what I'm saying, will like 
help any bit in like making some kind of like you know social justice criminal justice reform then so be it but i'm kind of tired of hearing that you know what i'm saying i'm tired you know i'm kind of tired of seeing a face you know what i'm saying like uh, so i don't know man i'm tired yo yo like, i mean like i'm like i'm getting like tired of like all this shit man the trump shit like i i, I, I thought you were watching last like 15 minutes yo i went to sleep but i just want to stay on what you were saying though joe Real uh-huh. quick, like it, so, it she she's overtaken the George Floyd mm-hmm. picture and name. Yeah. It's just a, it, it it's become a symbol. Like I get what you're saying. Like yeah, nothing is nothing in Kentucky is really gonna um is not gonna change, you know, because they clearly don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's. All of that, I, 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 so I hear the way that they talk about it, not just in Kentucky, but like the people who listen to a different type of news than us and exist in a mm-hmm. different type of world than us. They're, what they're saying is, is that, well, well you're, laying, you're, you're around thugs and, and, and drug dealers, so you, know, you end up being like them and you, you, you die like them. And they, they say shit like that, you know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. the way that they look at it. They're not giving her respect as a human being and they're gonna default to the police officers. So the only thing that we can do, that the recourse that we have is to keep her name out there for those people in the middle who aren't extremists so that they can hear her name and, and hopefully come to this side. We had a conversation earlier. Well, I, I said, I said that a whole generation is gonna have to die off, right? But mm-hmm. in that time, we, we this incumbent upon us to pick up a new generation. And names like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, while it is exhausting, and I agree with you 100%, it is. But think about how our parents and, and our grandparents felt when it was Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and, and um, Huey P. Newton. You know what I mean? Like It was like those were the names, and they had to go out and defend those names and their actions all the time because it wasn't really about them. It wasn't really as much about those names. Even Emmett Till, it wasn't as much about the names, but it was about what you wanted to accomplish you know what I mean? And those names just symbolized something that tugged on the heartstrings of somebody who wasn't implicitly involved in that. And now what what this Trump generation did is it put us in a position that we have to do that now. You know what I mean? We were we were exempt from that for several years of our life, most of our life. Us us in our our 30s and 40s right now, like it feels weird for us because our we existed all of these years. And did not have to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, we just didn't. Like, the closest thing we had was maybe, like, OJ or something. You know, we didn't have to do yeah. that. And now we have to do that. And that's a lot but, for us. We didn't grow up in that. But you know my thing? I'm, I'm going to be like the Hill on and shit. Like, like you know, I remember my people, they had this bad problem with flies and shit, like, over the summer. Motherfucker got this fly catching and shit. Some fucking weird, some bag they got from Home Depot, Lowe's and shit. Put that shit up. Yo. Fucking, uh, I swear, yo, like a couple hours, it was like full of fucking flies, yo. And she was full of, I think it was full to the fucking max and shit. Motherfucker had left that shit up for like fucking a couple weeks and shit. Didn't change the bitch at all. And it's like, it did its job. I mean, it caught flies at a certain point. It wasn't catching no more flies. So I know we keep them bringing out a Taylor name and whoever else's name out there and shit, but, and like, I know it had that Emmett Till effect, like, yo, see this? See this face? No, I agree. And I said, but, yo, I feel like, I kind of feel like, yo, we kind of maxed out at the point on the Brianna Taylor no. after we done went through the whole shit. You know, her family got bread. I agree. You know what I'm saying? 
And but here's like, the thing, like what you're saying in economics is called the, dimin the law of diminishing marginal returns. Like yeah. at some point in time, the cookies don't mean the same to you. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. this cookie's nasty now. It was great at first, and now it's nasty. Like I get that. But the name already changed. It was George Floyd, now it's Breonna Taylor. We don't want to keep yeah. creating names. You know what I mean? But it, it the name already changed. Like I get what you're saying. Listen, I'm exhausted too. Right? And, and and I get it. Like and Breonna Taylor, like, but that's gonna change too. You know what I mean? It just is. Unfortunately, it's gonna change. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, is exhaust the right word, or is it fatigue of just seeing it? Because I think it's, it's the same thing. Think it's it's the same all, thing. Think it's okay. the same. Yeah, it's same thing. Um, all right. Well, I mean, okay, you see it from that way. All right. Um, there was a story I wanted to really get into last. Well, not really get into because I know we have a lot of other things to get to, but I just wanted to mention it and just kind of talk about it briefly that we missed from last week um the wells fargo ceo reportedly blames limited pool of black talent for trouble reaching diversity goals um i'll just read this one sentence wells fargo and i'm reading this from forbes wells fargo ceo charles sharp said the bank had trouble reaching its diversity goals because there aren't enough qualified minority talent Reuters report echoing what advocates say are long-standing excuses for the lack of racial diversity in corporate america i just find that simply as a simple cop-out, even if you don't know because you're sitting at such a level where you're not touching the ground or looking at anything or you're sitting high on your horse, I mean, let's not act like you can't simply go, and I'll just, like you can't go to Morehouse, a &T, Clark, whatever, Spellman, to find talent that's just sitting there. So that's, that's what he was well. saying, though. So mm -hmm. that's what he was saying. See, here's the thing. Like, I read that several times. But I was... Mm -hmm. At first, like you, when you read the headline, like you're, I was confused by the state, so I, I had to read the whole thing, and then like it was just too much for me. Like I, and then I kept on reading it because I was trying to get what he, where he was going with that. But really, um, what you're saying, and that's the thing we we kind of need to change, because what they do in certain businesses and organizations is you're only gonna pick from the Harvards, the Princetons. You know what I mean? You're only gonna pick from the uh. Um, Georgia Tech's or the MIT's in, in this industry. You know what I mean? Like, you're only going to pick from a Wharton. certain... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Wharton. Uh, those certain schools, you're only going to pick from there. And in there, he would be correct. And what we need to do is is try to boost the respect for for these uh, historically Black universities. And because what he was saying is those major institutions where they're pulling from we're not mm -hmm. well represented in. And he's right. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, right. I'm not stalling mm -hmm. him out. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But he is right. If if you look at it from, if if I'm if I'm a business and I don't want to have somebody um, that went to a state university, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I want to have certain type of, certain businesses look like that. You know what I mean? They, they just, I agree. They only recruit from certain universities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he just happens to be in, in the, um, the upper echelon of the business that he's in, they're going to only recruit from certain universities. And that's really what he was saying. Um, listen, I, I want him to open up and start looking at other shit. And I'm sure Joe probably has a, a, a take on this too. You know what I mean? I want him to, but like, I just wanted to like give a little bit of perspective to, to his angle on that. So, yeah, I got it. It makes sense. I think yeah, that's I want to be I'm, more represented there though too. Yeah. You say, Joe? No, no, I, I feel exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I haven't got any. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, I don't have anything to add to it. Oh, yeah, no, what I was saying is that, like, I want us to be more 
represented in a Harvard. If this is the case for us to be more represented in Harvards and Princetons and and uh, Columbia's and, and and the like, like I mean, I'm for it, but I know how tough that is. They and they're questioning. You know, what I mean, I I recently looked at the um, applications for specific reasons, and and um, I know how tough it is and they ask like personal questions because they're trying to get more diverse like those schools too you know what I mean they're asking um you to write essays on like your your favorite music and stuff like that they want to kind of see different angles of people you know mm-hmm. like they're not even looking for grades anymore that's a yep. fact yeah you know that's what I mean fact. yes yes yeah you gotta accept the Princeton should have what did you say you Joe yeah I only applied to four schools. I applied to New Jersey Institute of Technology, Rutgers New Brunswick Engineering School, uh, Stevens Institute of Technology in Princeton. The only school I didn't get into was Stevens because I went to the interview and acted an asshole and shit. Nigga, like, yo, why you get a D in like U.S. fucking history, AP U.S. history and shit? It's like, cause I ain't like the fucking class. I got A's and everything else, nigga. Why you asking me about a D in an AP class, nigga? Like, so, so I was standing back in my chair, you know. It was but like, nah, man. I went to, I got, in, I got into every school, but I wanted to go to Howard. Like that was my dream. Yeah. God, like I wanted to go there so bad, and <laughs> so I. I got my, I got every, every school returned, um, returned to me, like immediately, like every school returned to me, like pretty quick, except for Howard. I'm talking about Ivy, oh. regular school, everything. I, I, I applied to several schools, I ain't gonna lie. You know what I mean? And Howard didn't. And so one day, like a couple weeks later, I got a phone call and they was like, Brian, I have nothing but great news for you. You were accepted to Howard University. I hung up the phone to my mom, I'm going to Hampton. Cause fuck them. You know what I mean? I felt disrespected. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everybody's hitting me up and then you doing, nope, I'm going to Hampton. I swear to God, you can ask my mom to this day. This is how it happened. Yo, that's, uh, yo, it's funny. Cause when I was, when I was a kid, like there's only two cars I really wanted, well, three cars I really wanted to go to. One was Hillman, but I knew that shit was fake because it was on TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was yeah. Stanford for some reason. Like, I don't know. I must have saw, like, my mother said I saw, like, a commercial and it had, it had like, a nice looking field and, like, a green, and I liked it. So it was always that Stanford shit. Wow. Actually, no, it was, no, it was three schools. Stanford, that Hillman was a joke. Uh, Stanford, Georgetown, or fucking house. Yeah. And uh, my mother had a cousin that worked mm. at Hampton and shit, so I'd get you to Hampton. But I, I didn't want to go to Hampton. And I probably should have, and I probably would have loved it, but man, I don't know, man. It was, it was, I was too far like removed from fucking school days and a uh, fucking a different world to like. Uh, the last shit I saw where they mentioned like black powders, like get on the bus and shit, and spice and <laughs> shit, and the nigga that played the fucking uh the dude that fucked uh, Lila Rashawn and fucking waiting with tail and shit and played bunk on the wire, uh, Wendell Pierce, that's the actor name and shit. That nigga got yeah. on that nigga. Got on the bus and was like, yo, fuck them nigga schools. I went to Vanderbilt, wherever he was. So all he do was sing his mm-hmm. step, sing his step. So fifth seven, you pay for his textbooks. And that shit, like, that shit came, I guess, out of, I don't know, sophomore, junior, whatever the fuck that shit came out. And that shit skewed me totally, man. I got all fucking uppity and shit, even though niggas was poor in a fucking suburb. Like, I, man, I, man, I missed out. 
Yeah, so I got breaking news. Um, the house, the house just passed a 2.2 trillion dollar uh, fiscal stimulus package. Um, okay. It was all they got zero Republican support though. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna go to the Senate, that but I'm, I'll just read like the first paragraph so you guys, you know, the house passed a 2.2 trillion Democrat only fiscal stimulus package after the most concerted talks between the top negotiation negotiators since early August failed to yield by bipartisan agreement. Speaker Nancy Pelosi earlier insisted the vote, which at 214 to 207 saw no Republican support, wouldn't slam the door on negotiations with the House on a bill President Trump would could sign into law. After sitting down with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin Wednesday, she spoke with him several times by phone again Thursday. So, I mean, they're still hoping to get something done. I mean, it's still when it goes into committee with the, with the Senate. I mean, hopefully that I mean, it, it probably won't be the same type of bill, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's a Republican Senate. But, um, you know, maybe we might get some more money. I don't know. We'll see. Two point two trillion seems like a lot for the uh, for the R's. You said for who? I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, the Republicans. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that's what you meant. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what we got. Any fun shit? Yep, yep, yep. About to move yeah, into it right facts. now. Let's get that. Get into some, <laughs> get into some. I mean, we could go right into. I don't know if you want to go right to power. Where you want to start at? There's man, a bunch of I'll shit. Man, I say this about power, yo. I say it's about power. Um, I didn't watch the. I didn't like fucking early Sunday morning or like Saturday at midnight watch the power shit. I gave it a couple of days because I ain't really give a fuck or shit. I've been chilling. And then I finally watched it. I was like, oh, alright. This how you decide to uh, do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, the power, I fuck with it. I mean, it's called Ghost and shit. I mean, the name of the show is Ghost. The power booktuber name of the show is Ghost. And I've been fucking with it. It's dope. But um, and I like uh, Mary J. Blige and other characters brought and shit. She got her little family, got a cute little uh, daughter and shit. Uh, she got a, a son who's a badass nigga named Kane and shit. He fucking played Bobby Brown and nigga dope. I fuck with Woody McClain and nigga dope. Oh then yeah, yeah, yeah. Fag- Then he had this faggot ass nigga and shit that showed he was a faggot ass nigga the way he was uh looking at Tariq and talking about art uh, like uh, like episode one or some shit like that. So I watched this power shit. I forget everything that happened and shit except. Actually, no, I don't. They gave us a little sex with the fucking the sexy black professors and shit, the bitch and the, and the nigga that she's fucking with. And with Math and the, and the bitch that, I don't know the bitch name, but she's been a whole bunch of shit. She played a lawyer. And then they gave us a sex, they gave us a little make-out session with the one boy and shit, the gay boy that's uh, Mary J. Blige's son of the show, and some random-ass nigga and shit. You know what I'm saying? And that was all I got from Power. Power decided some gay shit. I know Tariq is doing something with an app and fucking he moving fucking drugs off the app and shit with fucking the with his father's old business associates, gay young husband shit. I mean, it's, it's a whole bunch of gay shit. But I mean, I'm a watch. I just like you know fast forward through the gay shit. But yo, power's still good. It's just gay now. But did y'all watch Power? I know Ant. Was. Nah, I was about to say Ant might have been the only one. I don't know if B watched it or not. I ain't watched that shit. Uh, there yep. was a um. Oh, go ahead, um, Ant. I I just watched it. At, at this point, I just it, there's one hilarious through line that happens in every episode. For every episode, somehow Tariq ends up in a class or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time he's in class, there's a book to read. 
I think they Whatever the book episodes doing. off them books. Too. Yeah, I think so. So I basically, yeah, it was, it was, um, uh, who did the prince? Machiavelli. Was it Machiavelli? Yeah. Whatever. Machiavelli prince. Yeah. So what he does is that, you know, there's generally a, a pretty much a through line through these books where there's a, one particular opinion that pretty much stands out. They always have this one little section where he has like a little monologue where he basically goes against the opinion and everybody finds the shit to be absolutely brilliant. But then he never follows through with whatever he was supposed to do. And they start the shit over every single week. I'm like, all right, man, I keep trying to make this kid like he's smart and he keeps doing extremely silly things like, you know, I disagree with the book. I think it should be this way. And they're like, ah, that's great. You know what? That's tremendous. You're such a brilliant student. They do the shit every week, and it's like it's just pissing me off because they, they he's doing everything else besides going to school, which is kind of uh, it's kind of dumb. And this and this whole thing with the app, I'm like, I understand that you know time has a way of repeating itself, and that you know he's probably going to try to end up going the same route of his father. And I wonder if his father really did the dumb shit that he's trying to do, like create an app that he like. It's ridiculous. The whole app idea is like ridiculous. gonna blow up in his face, but we're gonna see how it go. I mean, it's entertaining, it's not great. Um, it's it's something really to pass the time on a Sunday actually, but eh, it's just something. One bad you know what it is, man. To me, it's like it's like Saved by the Bell, a new class. I watched Saved by the Bell and other kids, and then it's like, okay, they kept like uh, Principal Belding and shit, and I think they had brought back Screeches, like old and shit, doing something like he was like assistant, but trying to do something. And they brought in like some fresh kids. And I watched Saved by the Bell, a new class. They had the one bitch that, that's Beyonce's step, uh, stepsister now, Bianca Lawson and shit. They had her pretty black ass there. And then they had some other, I don't know who else because the niggas wasn't black. But, you know what I'm saying? That's what these powers spinoffs are. They're like saved by the bell with new class and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it is what it is, man. Or it's like fucking, you know, it's spinoff shit, man. You know, it's a little, if, if it's a decent little spinoff, or even if it's just a spinoff, the first season of a spinoff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of like just get into it and shit. Like, fucking Family Matters spinning off of fucking mm-hmm. Perfect Strangers and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this show finds a fucking Urkel and shit. You know what I'm saying? And keep more seasons, but it is where it is. But like you said, it, some of this shit's stupid. And yeah, they do be doing that shit like Tariq says. Well, nah. I didn't see like that. I'm gonna like, da 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 Every time. And I mean, I mean, and I feel you, it's like, it's kind of like stupid, but I guess they try to do that to, I think Courtney Kipp or whoever the fuck writing all these shit to try to just keep us constantly reminded that Tariq is living in these these two worlds and shit, and he's giving them a, <clears throat> his 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 mind is being shaped by this world that fucking these other folks don't even know about and shit. I don't know, but you know it is I, what it is. Man. You know what? To end it off, I just really worry about the law of diminishing returns because, mm-hmm. like I said, they got this lined up, and what they got they got two more coming after it. Shit, they got like, three more. Yeah, don't they got um Tommy coming? They got they got influence. That's supposed to be the one with the nigga uh oh, my, Lawrence Tate. Oh, okay. No Lawrence Tate. Then they got the Tommy shit, the Forest one. Then they got the Raising Kane and shit. That's supposed to be the young uh. Oh my fifty. Well, yeah, whoever in the I don't know. Niggas, I don't know fuck. Yeah, fuck Omar Epps, nigga. That nigga trash, yo. 
Nah, he's in one of them. I know he's in one of them. He's trash. But no, I like the cast in this one. It's good to see Mary J. Mary J. Fine and shit. You know what I'm saying? She old, but she look good. And I like seeing nigga Woody McClain. And I like seeing the daughter that looked like a prettier version of that Kiki Palmer and her fucking uh, Angela Bassett face-ass motherfucking bitch. And you know what I'm saying? I don't even mind the gay son because he be the Puerto Rican-looking one and shit. He ain't the black-looking one. So, you know, have that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Tariq got bitches. You know what I'm saying? And I watched Courtney Kemp and after things like, yo, Tariq got bitches. You know, see how he play with the bitches. They both bitches not to be played with. You know what I'm saying? So we got to see how it be with the bitches. And it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's it's saved by the Bella Nuclear. Or even even better, you know, so they got some of the folks that, you remember, it's like, it's saved by the Bella College years, yo. It's like, oh, shit, you know, fucking Zach Morris in college and shit, you know, Kelly Cross in college. Yo, they can fuck now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they show fucking in that one, but, like, it wasn't fucking in the other one, but, you know, it is what it is, so. But, yeah, um, what else is fun to talk about, though? Nah, oh, there's a, um, there's a new show, and I don't know if any of you guys heard about it. There's a new, um, miniseries coming on Showtime called uh, The Good Lord Bird. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody heard of it. You heard of it? I've been reading. I've read the book. Uh, read Brown book? Yeah, well, I've read most yeah. of the book. Okay, so I just yeah. run through like a quick synopsis what it is. You can go into yeah, it. Yeah, James McBride, man. It's yeah. awesome, man. The series it's, is told from the point of uh, Onion, a fictional slave boy who was part of uh, Ethan, uh, John Brown's motley crew of abolitionist soldiers during the time of Bleeding Kansas, eventually participating in the infamous mm-hmm. 1859 raid on the Army Depot at Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Brown's raid failed to ignite the slavery, and, and he intended, but was the instigating event that started the American Civil War. I started to read about it, but since you know it uh, better, right. Brian, go ahead. Yeah, this, this, this book's going to trip y'all out, because um, the, nigga, the nigga John Brown thinks that the boy... Onion, who, you know what I mean, who was a slave and kind of escaped, um, uh, well, kind of was, you know, John Brown was going around, like, saving the slaves and shit, like, you know what I mean? He was just on the abolitionist side, right? And he's fucking everybody up. And, but he thought the boy Onion was a girl, because, you know, back in the day, they all used, they all used, like, um, like, the sax, you know what I mean? And he thought it was a girl, and then everybody was kind of scared of the cat, John Brown, so they kept telling the boy, like, don't tell him nothing, you know what I mean? And so most of the, the shit, he's going to be a girl. It's, I, I want to see how that plays out. I mean, it seems like perfect timing, but it also seems kind of fucked up to like have a boy out here as a girl on um, on TV, just playing to, to, the, to the shit we, we see a lot of times. But it it works here, because it really is, it's first off, it's, it's it's historical fiction, you know what I mean? So it's, it, but it's pretty good, man. I mean, I, I'm gonna check it out because you know I'm associated with the book. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna check it out. But Bleeding Kansas is definitely like I, that's what I started reading about that Bleeding Kansas. I didn't, I had never heard of it before. But apparently that was mm-hmm. a real thing. I know the story's fiction, but oh, everything the that happens talking in about... this book is real. Uh-huh. Like, okay. like except for the characters, except for the character. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. but everything like it's historical fiction because mm-hmm. when you're reading it. You're like, wait, for real? And then you go look the shit up. Like, they even have a picture of the nigga um, John, because they describe it. James McBride is an awesome writer. You know what I mean? If you ever read him, like, he's very descriptive. And so he makes you want to look shit up. You know what I mean? So then you look shit up, you're like, oh, shit, this shit really happened. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't the smartest on all of this either. But, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's good. I mean, you know, it's good that they're putting it out there. I think it's, I think it's wild because I just read... I just read the book and I had no idea that they were even thinking about making this a movie. 
Yeah, and did you have some point? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that, so that's coming out. That's um, that's beginning October fourth on Showtime, and it's actually something I think I might pick up that uh, the Showtime subscription just to watch that because I'm I was really interested when I saw the um, the camp the, the ads for it and everything. I was like, what the fuck is this? That's what made me go look it up and, and jot it down just to mention on the pod to see you know get you guys perspective. But I, that's something I think I actually really want to um get into and watch. Uh, on to music, and I want to get. I want to know how you feel about this. I don't know if you saw it, but Rolling Stone named Lauryn Hill's "The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill" the best rap album ever. Do I can't you accept you're that? Going here. Let's talk something about that. No, no, we've like... spoken. We've spoken about it before briefly, but now yeah, that I mean, you just know, want to think, you know, no. I just, I just can't believe you're going thing. here because. Tory Lanez dropped a whole album. I know. <laughs> I have that. I, that. I have it. I have it. I have a whole bunch All of right. shit. I got a whole bunch All of right. shit. No. <sighs> Fuck. Because <laughs> it's... Because it's hip-hop. I think you're trying to distinguish between rap and hip-hop. Is it the greatest yeah, hip-hop yeah, yeah. album of all time? I don't know. And I and I honestly don't. I don't mind it being. But I don't. I, I I wouldn't. I could see how you can have the argument why it deserves to be where it is, because if you're speaking purely yeah, from like hip hop thing, I get it. Right. But people are confusing rap with hip hop. Like, well, right. this isn't better than um than you know my dark twisted fantasy, or this isn't better than reasonable. Like, I get that, but I don't think it's trying to say that. I think because it's Rolling Stones they're talking about albums. And because we look at her as a hip hop artist, and we know that she raps, we're thinking like, "Oh, it's the greatest rap album of all time." But it's not. It might be the greatest hip hop album of all time. But again, mm-hmm. this is just people voting on it. So I understand how people get some consternation about it, but they're not really dividing one thing from the other because it's super important to make that distinction. Yeah, because that's my that's my that's exactly how I feel. Man. Go ahead. It's, it's it's not the chronic. It's not the blueprint. It's not, you know, grad. It's not. It takes a. It takes a million. It's not any of those, because those are pure t- to the core rap albums, because they're done by rappers. But for the essence of hip hop, of the sound, the singing, the music, everything, it might just be. But people really got to make that real clear mark of what they're asking about, because people get real pissed off about it. But you shouldn't be. Like Rolling Stone is Rolling Stone. It's not the source. They are telling like the greatest, five hundred greatest albums of all time. Regardless of genre, because she raps, you're thinking that is one thing, but it's not. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. But is it an argument to be made? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anybody's got anything on it? We can just move on. If not, uh, so I'll go right to what B was talking about, and I did listen to this album. Tory Lanez did drop an album. If you didn't know he was dropping an album, because it was not on any front page of any platform at least i don't think it was it wasn't on apple and that's the kind of one i go to the most um it wasn't it wasn't right. promoted in that no, it wasn't. you had to know it was you had to know it was coming out um that's probably really why mm-hmm. if you've been paying attention to social media rick ross was kind of going off and saying a bunch of different things about tory lanes and stuff like that uh but he did drop an album i'm sorry this shit is good i did listen to it uh b what did you think about it 
shit is up. Bro, I know. You got to say it quiet. Like, damn, man. Put some shit up. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'm going to be all the way a buck with you, y'all. I don't know if we did it anymore. I feel like we jumped out there. He's right. Niggas ain't never call him and ask him or none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? We just put something on his head and we never heard another side. And this shit is kind of fucked up, you know? Like, I, I don't know, man. That shit is kind of fucked up, yo. What do you say? I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm not doing this shit with y'all. Oh, for real? No, I'm not doing this shit with y'all. No, no, no. no. Did no. you listen to the album? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. Right, so you're you're the type of person that doesn't want to hear information. No, 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 no. I from from everything from the clips from when he read about what ha- happened in regards to whatever it is. The least, <sighs> if something happens to a black woman and she pretty much explains like, and she kind of held him down for a very long time, and she basically came to the point like, you know, I'm tired of these niggas lying on me. Like this is what happened. This nigga shot me. And I understand he might not be able to say anything in regards to it because it's probably a legal matter in regards to it. So therefore, you can't necessarily mm-hmm. apologize. But you and, probably and should. don't step on don't step on what you just said. First off, it doesn't matter whether she says he shot him or not. If you shoot somebody or if you get shot, you don't have to press charges. The state picks it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like literally, the state right. picks it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, some of the shit that Tori was saying, like, it, it made you think. Like, yeah, listen, Tori was fucking her best friend, her, and was trying to fuck Kylie. Kylie. And, they, and mm-hmm. then, and, and then, uh, um, and then Meg leaves, he gets, she gets in the car, then they all get in the car together with her best friend who Tori had been fucking, and they all find out about the shit. You know what I mean? And something happens. And, uh, According to everything, even Meg, she had her back turned. Then she gets back in the car with him, and I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna take that away from her for getting back in the car. Right. But like, if you're scared to get shot, I'm not doing that though. I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you really are scared, listen, man, just think about that. Somebody shot you. Now you're going to get back in the car with this person. But I, I'll still, I'll still stall her out. You know, as a victim, sometimes. You know, you can add certain things to that. So I don't know, but I'm willing to say I don't know now. And before I was calling him a sucker and saying I know, you know what I mean? And now I got to be like, listen, man, there's two sides to this story and we have to wait this thing out. And the music, he put it in the music. He said it, he said a lot. Whether he subbed yeah, it he or... Yeah, he said a lot. You kinda, he, said, he, said, he said a lot. I mean, I think when... I think we just said the fact that Tory was shooting at her regardless if he hit her or not we just felt like that was a sucker move but when she says that you shot me i don't think any of us believe that you know what i'm saying because if he was trying to shoot you your foot wouldn't have been the spot you are you are you are a woman of a certain size you're not a small target where he can't get you but i'm just saying we all thought like nah i never believed that he was trying to shoot her at all because if you if you look at the ballistics report not the ballistics at the report she only had fragments in. So if you were trying to shoot someone, all I said was I believe he probably did whatever she said he did, but he never intended to shoot her. She sh- he shot at the ground. Maybe some, you know, a bullet is hot. Some of the fragments landed on her foot when it hit the ground. And that's how, because she's out twerking a week later. 
You know what I'm saying? So you wasn't that injured to begin with. And I'm not shooting him bail. I'm just saying I believe that's what happened. And But again, I think, you know, it's hard to, in the climate that we in, to say what we're saying and be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. backlash. But I mean, I think there is something we have to get all the facts and understand the truth. Yes, we're going to protect Meg and everything like that. But there seem to be other things that transpired prior to them yeah. stopping and her getting out that we don't know about. It does. It's not about condoning what he did. It's like, what was the, all the actions? That's what you do in a court case. You don't just say, oh, you shot me. Well, what happened? What happened in the car? What is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? You got to get the entire story out. But and he said a lot within the music that kind of made you, whether you was riding for Meg or whatever it was, you had to stop and say, hmm, hmm, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but but the album is dope. It's just hard. To, it's just, the climate makes it hard to say. I mean, I mean, and they was in a whole full-fledged relationship. He loved this woman. They loved each other. They both lost their they moms, they were bonding over all of this shit. Like it's bigger than just that, man. If you listen and yeah. you hear this shit out, it's There's like a you felt a certain way when you heard Meg say it. But when you hear the other side and you put a lot of it in context and you connect the events from both sides, like and, and a lot of it connects up, it's like, all right, no, I got more questions. And I had to listen to it more than once because the, the beats and everything drag drew me oh, in. Yeah, then I had to go back and I said, well, wait a minute. And then I heard something. I was like, shit, let me go back. And I got to listen to everything because he's telling yeah. the story. Like, he structured it. He's and he's a great story. producer. Right. And he's exactly. a great writer as well. He tells you the story. You just got to follow the subs and everything else that go along with Go ahead, Ant. Look, I, I get it. But if you're going to tell a side yeah. of a story, just get on and tell a side of a story. Don't make a fucking album about it. Just yeah. like Meg hopped on and, and she spoke her piece on Instagram and said, this is what happened. He could have literally just did the same exact thing. People worry about and question about what he's been doing this entire time. Why hasn't he said anything? Because he was formatting it to make a profit off of everything that he was going through. Just speak your piece and go on about it. No, your- man. Sorry, got to argue with you again, and You're wrong hmm. again. This is the thing. Here, here's the thing. This is his. So not everybody is like that, Ant. All right. This is his art form. And guess right. what? He released the album on his dead mother's birthday with proceeds going to a fund for Breonna Taylor. But you released the album the day literally after the Breonna Taylor verdict. No, that's just but that's it that's was released just, on his yeah. circumstance. I mean, I mean, I understand it, but it couldn't have waited. It was nah, released on his nah. dead mother's yeah. birthday. He had a rollout plan. And it and yeah. Funds go to Breonna, Breonna Taylor, Taylor. Fund for Breonna Taylor. Yeah. So it's just I understand what you're saying, and but for those people who don't want to receive information, you have only a piece of it, and you can't have a complete conversation or argument about it. That's just a fact. I so, get what you're so, saying, but it's a so, fact. I just want to know. So if all this goes sideways, and it does turn out that say he's a shooter. And it doesn't go in his direction. What do you say then? We back to what I said originally. Fuck this nigga. He's some some sucker shit. What do you mean? Gotcha. I just want to make sure I don't know where everybody stood. That's all. Got it. Yeah, yeah. This is just we just talking about his side of the story. You know what I'm saying? Understanding the whole. All she said was, "You shot me." You know what I'm saying? That he's given the entire story from point A to point Z. There's a lot of. You know what I'm saying? Think about that, Ant. 
you with this girl, but you also fuck her best friend, and then everybody find out what you think that and the you know what do you think that looks like? Like how do you think that plays out in any household? It looks crazy. Wild. Wow. It, it looks wild, but in the end, no one is getting shot. I'm getting the fuck out of the car. She getting the fuck out of the car, but ain't nobody getting shot. Oh yeah, we I'm, agree with you on that. I'm just saying, there's just a whole backstory, and sometimes things can get out of control. So, and again, this is not absolving him. It's just that shit escalates. But how do you know he shot her? Like, and yo, listen, listen, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Think about all the things he wasn't able to say in that. One thing he continuously said was that he did not shoot her. And he asked, said, well, you had your back turned. How are you going to tell me who shot? Like, all of that goes. So this is where Ant, where we got to bring up what Ant said. He made an album. That's a document to bring into the court of law. So all the things that he said, they're going, that's just, this, is te- this is just like testimony. This is all going to be evidence. Yep. Right. Say so you didn't so shoot her. Where's the case? But where's the case? Because all she really needs to say is that I like I had my back turned, I got shot, I fell down. There were other when people I in turned, the car. Man. I looked, yeah. I the there were there were other people in the car that would have seen it, man. And right. there's and there's a, and there's a witness. You, you know there are outside witnesses that from yeah. the neighborhood, which is the real reason she got back yeah. in the car. There was you know what I'm saying. There was a, that's she, a whole freak yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. With a lot of different shit. Come on, man. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's gonna be tricky. It's it's basically whoever's witness is the most believable. It really it really got shit to do with him or her. Actually, like when we get inside here, who are we gonna get most convincing? Because it has to do with both of them. It has to do with a real story, man. No, we can we condemn this man without hearing anything about the facts. All she did had to do was say it, and that's fine. You know what I mean? That's typically would be okay, but this is the, come on, man. No, no, no. Come no, on. I'm being serious. The, the issue that he's going to run into is that as of right now, even the people who like the album, he's still going to be guilty in the court of public opinion, and that was a lot of sway. All he needs to get the right people. In oh the no, right no, no, no. Yeah, his album is not going to. His album yeah. is not going to get traction like. like yeah, it's, it's, it's not on. It's just no, not. Yeah, no playlist, no nothing. Not on the front page. it's not going to get traction. Well, good luck to that trial, little buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I want to move on to some some dope shit, some black excellence. Um, Jay-Z and Meek's Reform Alliance sees a major victory uh, as California Governor Newsom enacts the new probation law. Um, so basically, I'll just read this little part of it. With over 3,000 uh, emails and relentless campaign, Jay-Z and Meek Mill's efforts did not go unnoticed. Thanks to Reform Alliance, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new bill. Uh, called AB 1950 into law that has a major impact on the state's probation system. The newly signed law limits adult probation sentences to a maximum of one year for misdemeanor and two years for felony offenses, according to uh, TMZ. I just want to read Jay-Z's quote real quick, if I can get to it. Okay. Uh, I want to thank Governor Newsom for his leadership in signing the AB 1950 Act, the most transformative probation bill in this country to date. This is the first step that I hope introduces a new wave of much-needed change throughout the uh, throughout the country. So I just thought that was dope that, you know, work is still being done by Meek, that he's, you know, he said, take your time with him, and he's still staying on the path and doing a lot of things to to maintain and have reform throughout the nation. I'm not sure who else was involved in that. They just mentioned those, so I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people that were um, 
involved that were involved to make that happen. Uh, real quick, I, you know, I saw something else on Gavin News. I meant to mention it earlier, but he also signed into law, and I don't know if you saw this being that to create a task force in order to develop reparations for slavery. And I don't know what that means because I've seen that in a lot of, like I've seen that here in um, North Carolina. There was a city called Ash, a city Ashville. The mayor enacted something like that as well. And I'm like, there's so many different levels of government when you get to federal and then state and then local and all this type of thing that I'm seeing some, I'm seeing things in a small town like Ashville. I think I saw one in Georgia as well. And now, you know, this is coming from a governor. I think this may be the first time a governor has really stepped out on this type of platform. And it's just, you know, a task force to put together. Obviously, that's just a brain trust to kind of figure out what can we do uh, and anything like that. Um, I'll just read this little part. While the law does not state a specific payment method or amount, it allows for a nine-member task force to assemble and make recommendations on how reparations will be provided, such as through compensation and or restitution and things like that. So, again, it's just beginning stages. And it's something I meant to mention earlier, but I just wanted to um, – since we mentioned Gavin Newsom, that's what it popped into my head to mention that. Um, in, turn, in regards to music, also, I saw that Consequence actually revealed that he had lupus and diabetes. I don't know if anybody been seeing Consequence lately or like over the past year. Like, he's really, like, slimmed out. Like, I thought, it, I honestly thought it was cancer. Like, I've known Consequence. Like, we played, played in Little League together back in Queens. Like, that's how far back I go in. It was like 9 or 10. You know what I'm saying? I even shot him a text like, damn, bro, you know, you know, prayers up and things like that. But if you've seen him, you've seen that he has appeared sick. You know, people were likening him to, um, to, uh, uh, shit, I always forget my man's name. You know, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, thank you. You know, saying because he's been losing a lot of weight, but, you know, prayers up to him. Um, I think that's about it I have for music. We need to get to sports because a lot of shit happened over the past, over the past week. Um, well, let's, I guess I'll go back and we'll start and come forward. So the Clippers got bumped out. I remember on the last pod, mm. I, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, B, or if, we, if I asked you off. No, you asked line. me. You asked me just, you just talked to me. You asked yeah. me. You talking about Doc? Yeah, yeah. And I actually, you, and I remember you said, mm-hmm. you was like, nah, we'll fire him. And I was like, I don't think they're going to fire him. It's a pandemic. They probably want to stay the course a little bit. And lo and behold, yeah. a few days after that, Doc was fired. He has now since been hired by 76ers, but I was in shock. I know you probably weren't be, but I was. I was like, damn, they really fired him amidst all this, you know, craziness. Paul George talking about he's feeling depressed. Like, you know, a lot of things I think were out of his control, but, you know, just go, you know, you kind of have more in line and paying attention to what's going on. With all those double digit leads, you still should have been able to close out one of those games. And they ultimately ended up being the best decision, the decision they made to fire him. I don't know. I think they said uh, Ty Lue and Sam Cassell. I'm not sure who else may have been named to be in line. Excuse me. Um, B, but those are the top two names. Go ahead. It's probably Ty Lue, job to lose. It's got to be. I don't, I don't really see any other real, real candidates out there that could really take the job. I mean, you're, you're not going to hire Mike D'Antoni. You're crazy and that's stupid. But, I mean, the idea and the fact yeah, to hire Doc. Yeah, I, mean, it, I mean, it's, it's – I think it just – Basically, a different seeing an ideology between him and the owner. It could not have come from anybody else. Mm. Um, I don't think like a GM thing. Like we need to make a change. Like I think the owner realizing that they are under severe pressure. Like they don't have two more years because both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have an, a player option for the third year. So this is, can technically be their last year. They gave up all these draft picks and everything else to get these guys. They're under pressure to win. They're trying to think. Is Doc the best person to lead them to the championship? And the owner, like I said, he bought the team. He's moving them 
out to what's it Inglewood and everything else in that building, a new stadium. He's trying to build something here. So he's trying to make the best possible idea. Something between him and Doc, them just not seeing eye to eye. He had to go a different route. So I don't think you need the X and those guys. You need a guy who can come in there and calm them down and be a player's coach and be able to just vibe with them, just tell them these niggas to relax when shit get a little tight. But it was it sucks to see Doc go, but I guess, you know, a choice had to be made and when it falls, it's never on the players. It's always on like the coach. Uh-huh. 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 I think it's I think it's Jeff Van Gundy, man. Oh wow. Really? Yeah, I think it's Jeff Van Gundy. I think it's Jeff Van Gundy. I think Sam Cassell has an outside chance, but I think it's a Jeff Van Gundy job. Um wow. if, if you know all he has to do is say yes. Hmm. I didn't see that coming. No, me either. Yeah. I'm going to ask the question because it comes up every time the Knicks come into play. <laughs> it's, it's, is is Mark Jackson a candidate here? No, Jerry West is there. He can't be. Not with Jerry West there. Okay. Just check. That he's who he locked out of, isn't that? If I'm if I remember the story correctly, that's who he locked out of the practice facility in Golden State. Which is why most right. people Yeah, so he yeah, definitely not with Jerry West there. He'd never be a candidate. Um but on to his next position, because he accepted a job a few days later after being released. How do you view him with the 76ers? Like, you feel that's a fit? Is that good? I don't like you it. You think it's weird? Okay. I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I, I think what that team needs as a coach, they just, need, they just need an adult in the room. Someone that, you know, because he comes in there, I think that they'll respect him. So he can tell and be like, you got to tighten up. You got to get in better shape. You know, you need to stay in a post more. Like, you wasn't trying to hear that from Brett Brown because Brett never won anything and no one really cared about him and no one really respected him. At least, you know, a lot of people, a lot of players definitely do respect, you know, Doc as a coach and, you know, as a man, period. So I think it's, it's good for them. It, they need to change that culture around the team. I think he has an, enough knowledge to kind of work within the parameters of what they have and makes it happen. Like I said, you probably have two of the, 15 best players in the NBA on your team right now. What you gonna do with the rest of that roster? I don't know, but you at least you have you have Ben and you have Embiid. I'm I'm still in the mind that eventually you're gonna need to split them up, but I think you got to see what you can do with Doc at the helm. Then after that, you see where it goes. But I think it's a good hire. Hmm. I don't know. I guess uh, only time will tell, and we'll see what it's happens. A fucking weird there. ass team. <laughs> it's a weird ass team. I've been saying this shit. Fucked up, weird ass team. Why the fuck would Doc go there? I think it's a horrible. I think it's horrible for his legacy. I mean, yeah. What is he gonna do? Is it, who who is he gonna trade? They gotta trade one of these motherfuckers and get somebody in order. He's used to having a. You know what I mean? He does. They don't have real real shooters. Like they give up everything. Like, it's a fucked up ass team. They got two players on that team, and I get it. But I mean, you keep Embiid and and you get rid of the the light skin kid, or you, I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> you, gotta, you, need a different team. Um, you need to make some trades. You know, yeah, like you got to do something else if you got Doc Rivers there, but it's, it's fucked up. I, I hate that Doc had to go there. I hate, you know, I, I get it. He wants a job. He loves coaching. Um, they probably made him some major promises, but I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it for him at all. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't He was fighting for a championship, and now he's on the Sixers. With KD and, and uh, Kyrie coming back. Um, 
So the finals, finals was yes, uh, was it yesterday or was it the day before yesterday? I know Miami kind of. It was yesterday. It was, it was okay. It was yesterday. I had the debate and the finals mixed up. Mm-hmm. So it was. Um, I, I didn't watch the game, B or or and I'm, I'm sure you guys might have watched it. I did. Maybe tuned out. Miami was whooping their ass early, and then oh really? They oh, just okay. turned it on. Okay. Yeah. Lakers turned it on, and it was over. Oh, okay, so then that's just a switch, and it'll whenever it's they feel like, like it. Okay. It's not. All right, cool. Yeah, I was I was telling y'all earlier, my boy, he's been in the bubble since whenever they came back. He's ready to get out of there. They hope the whole production team is hoping for a um, hoping for a sweep so they can get out of there. I uh, did want to mention one last um, story. I'll tell you this. Wait, hold on. Okay. I will say this though. I think yeah. I, I think the um I think the Heat look like the better team, but fucking AD and LeBron mm-hmm. and Rondo playoff mode. Yeah. Threes now all of a sudden. Yeah, like it's just different. It's just over. It's just over. It's All right, problem. my bad. It's not, it's, no, no, it's right. Cause I've been arguing this, this case with my father for days now. He's like, I'm going to take the heat in six. I said, you probably shouldn't do that. He's like, I know basketball. I, they're going to beat him. I said, here, understand is that six? No, wow. the, the, Lakers, the Lakers have two of the five best players in the world. Not in the NBA. Hmm. Literally on the planet. Two of the five best. Yeah. So no matter what you do, they're always going to have a chance. And the thing is that when you watch the first game, I think Miami's a better team, probably probably three to seven or three to eight. But like I say, we have those two guys, and you really have no one on that Miami team that has an answer for AD at all. Like if he's if he plays again like he played last night, this is over in four or five. And that's mm. really what we're to. LeBron's doing LeBron things. They put enough size in the floor where you can't really play small against them because you can't really attack the basket with Dwight and AD inside, and AD you really don't have anyone on your team that has an answer for him. So they're gonna try to make this shit quick. Hopefully, your boy get up out of the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Had to celebrate his his uh, joining in the, in the bubble and everything as well. Um, one last story from Ball that I saw, and I know there's been a lot that came out in regards to Delonte West. I did see. It looks like it appears Mark Cuban found him, sought him out, got him. And from what I've read so far, he took him to a hotel to kind of figure out a game plan and pay for him to stay in the hotel so they could kind of figure out some game plan. I believe the last thing I saw was that he did go into – that he is accepting to go into rehab. He hasn't gotten it yet, but, you know, he's being corralled. I think Doc kind of went to Dallas as well to assist with whatever they're going to try and do and figure it out. So salute to um, salute to Mark Cuban, salute to Doc, and, who, and I'm pretty sure there were a lot of other players – I know uh, what's that old Philly coach name with the mustache, boy? John Lucas is that his name? Yeah, I know he always deals with a lot of um, trouble yeah, athletes. Yeah, but he always deals with a lot of trouble athletes to try and help them out and um, stay on right. So you know, prayers up for Delon, prayers up for Delonte West. Um, I think other than also, that, that's mm-hmm, that. Oh, what I want to say real quick, Lamelo, Lamelo. Um, I did want to mention Lamello that right. Shut down. Yeah. yeah, shut down his his draft process, and the only team he met with was the Knicks. Will he make it? I don't know. No. He met was the next. He's not making it. No, no, but that doesn't mean that he won't make it. That means that the Knicks might just trade. have to not trade to top one or two. They may have to just trade to like three or four. I mean, listen, the, the, the um, yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors have been trying to beg everybody to take their picks. Minnesota because they don't have the money and uh, and basically the same reason for um for Golden State Warriors because they want you know they want established players and they don't have the money so I mean there's ways to trade up but him shutting it down you could move you could even maybe move down you never know it's interesting 
Yeah, it's interesting. It is. Yeah. So, um, but, we'll but hold on. I want to say I want to say Devin Vassell is, is has become my number one pick for the Knicks if we do something. Yo, I'm, I'm tired of you, nigga. Wait, wait. What, what school and what Why? position? That's all I need to know. I'm sick of you. Florida State, small forward. Could, oh, okay. Play man. Could mm-hmm. you and Joe been talking of, I'm like, Mellow Mellow, like, yo, fuck him. Like, I watched Devin Vassell play at Florida State. That nigga is the perfect 3 and D dude, and he has a whole lot more to go along with him. Yes. And I'm like, he can yeah, fall right yeah. there. He's exactly what you need. Like, Let's move up and yeah. pick Miller. Like, don't waste your yeah. time. He fits. He fits perfectly. He's a, he's a multiple position Dog, defender. You know, you know what ended up happening, and you know what ended up happening, and I watched yeah. mad film. Like this nigga's no always in the right spot. <laughs> like he's yeah. like he's always he's on both ends. Like he just does everything right. It's like it, it's like you never see this in a college player. At worst, Alex, listen to me. At worst, this nigga's gonna be Shane Battier. Mm. At worst. You know bad. what I mean? No, and, and he like at best he could be whatever, but at worst he's gonna be Shane Battier. Because I watched, I would him pay watched for Shane Battier right now. Yeah, but I, like, cause I watched the the film because I was watching him and I was watching Patrick Wilson. No, Williams, Williams, Williams. Sorry. And I'm like, Williams is good, but there's something about this kid. He's always positioned right where you need him to be. Like, he, he doesn't show a lot with his handle because that's, just, that's not just how the Florida State system was run. But when you need him to hit a shot, he was there. When you need him to, you know, play some tough D for a little while, he was there, too. So I was always interested in him at that position. I was hoping no one, like, jumped on to him and was like, ah, what about this kid? Like, no, he's good. You should probably take him. If you're not going to, quote, unquote, move up to take Melo, you should probably just take him. He, he's really good. And and, and what's a little young boy from Stanford? Um... Tyrell something? You ring a bell? I, I, I know you're talking about campaign. Like, they, they keep talking about him with a later pick. I'm like, I, he could shoot, but I don't know if he could do anything more than that. But at eight, if Vass was there, we should probably yeah. take him. But what do you think? I- yeah, I'm talking about Vassal. Tyrell. Niggas be hyping Okoro, and, and and I I really like Vassal, and I like, um and, and I actually like his teammate, Patrick Williams, but I don't like him at eight. Yeah, not a date. I like him. I like Patrick, but not a date. Not a date. Yeah, not a date. Not a date. Yeah, you're talking about Tyrell Terry from Stanford. Yeah. Um, and yeah, point guard. Yeah, point guard. That kid can shoot. Really shoot, yeah. but that's the next for you. <laughs> now we'll see. We'll see. When when is the um when is the draft? I know we pushed they're pushed out. Is it's a they... great uh, middle of November, I think. Middle of November, okay. All right. Um, just running through, make sure I cover. We got everything. Blah blah blah. Miami, the first team to be in the playoffs after not making the playoffs previous year. Uh, Blackish still producing good shows during the pandemic. Um, Gavin Newsom, damn, didn't talk about him a lot. He passed a new law, um, making it a crime for first responders to take uh, photos of the deceased, which is weird. Like, I didn't think you have to make a law. This is in regards to what happened with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they actually cool. had to, they had to actually make a law. Like that's just weird to me. Like, yeah. I can't believe they actually had to literally make. No, they a law were talking about that. it from that time. Yeah, I remember, but it was they, just, they were it working was on just that. weird. Yeah. I'm just saying it's just weird. Like that's not about yeah. like that's not an automatic. Like what the hell? 
Um, oh, um, prayers up to well, you know, first. Out there, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> but shout out to um, Usher and Kevin Hart. I know they had newborns that just were born this week. Oh, real quick, B. I don't know if this is true or not. I jotted it down. I meant to look it up. Serena, she withdrew. Serena Williams withdrew from the French Open for uh, with her Achilles. I saw. Yeah, yeah, she did. Oh, she, she did. She, she did withdraw. Okay. She has an Achilles injury. Yeah, I just want to say something though, real quick though. John mm-hmm. Legend and um, I was just about to go to um, that next. His, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go then. Yeah. I don't want to talk about um. Pr- yeah. Prayers. Uh, prayers up to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. We knew Chrissy Teigen was pregnant, and unfortunately, there. I believe it was a son. Uh, he was. Uh, unfortunately, they did not come home with the child. I'll say it like that. I really don't like talking about children in that fashion. But prayers. Um, prayers up to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. She's been really. Uh, I kind of saw some of her tweets talking about. It. I was even surprised that she tweeted about. But prayers out to them because they. Uh, she gave birth, unfortunately, but did not come home with the baby, and the baby did pass. Uh, birthdays, I only saw one. Shout out to T-Pain here. He's turning 35. Oh, on the 29th, uh, three albums came out in uh, 1997, I think it was? 96. Uh, Outkast dropped The Criminal, Tribe dropped The Love Moment, and Jay-Z dropped the uh, actually the album that, that transitioned him into a superstar, Hard Knock Life. So shout to those. I'll probably bang some of those this weekend. Um, other than that, I oh, think through the we, wire came out today. Um, through the wire, through the wire is the anniversary. Yeah, I saw oh, it. Oh, you're talking, about, um, you're talking about Kanye. Okay. Yeah, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kanye, oh, Kanye, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we Oh, one last thing. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Nicki. Shout out to Nicki. Drake, Bryson Tiller. Uh, shout out Bryson Tiller. I didn't hear the song, but shout out to Nicki. She gave birth to. I'm not, I think it was a baby girl. But, and shout out to Barack, who was a virtual fan last night. I thought that shit was dope. Um, other than that. Uh, actually, no. Nah, we ain't gonna say f nobody today. No, go out and vote. That's what. Nah, let's I'm not. I'm, make sure I'm you showing vote. love, yo. I'm showing yeah. love. Yeah. Go out and go out. Go out. Make sure you vote. Make sure you got your your registration straight. I know everybody's probably getting bombarded with a whole bunch of junk mail from shit and you're trying to figure it out or go sifting through your mail. Make sure you pay attention to if you do absentee voter. Make sure you pay attention to how your name is written and everything because you know it's possible that it may not count. I know Bill probably. Talk to us next week to, once we figures out how that's going to go with that process and everything like that. But as always, you can get at us on Better Than You Pod on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace.